It's Cecilia. And Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out. Or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. Good morning for everyone else. Good evening for us. We are here, obviously, with Megan, my partner in crime. I'm Cece. And then we have... Melissa. Oh, sorry. Now you're doing a drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) We're here with Melissa Tablada. She is a marriage and family therapist, a natural family planning practitioner, an NFP, if you guys didn't know what that meant, soul core leader, and has been married for two years. Melissa? Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. This is so fun and I'm pumped about this topic and just can't wait. Quick question. Have any, have we all met? Like I know I call Melissa my friend, but like actually (laughs) Melissa and I have never met in person yet. I know, but that's like, that's like not a real thing because I feel like I've met you. So we're just going to put that to the side. Cecilia and I have met. um, You guys met once, right? Yeah. In Chicago. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, we met once. So we all know each other from Instagram. Melissa, what's your Instagram handle? Plug that before we forget. Okay, it's Melissa Grace Tablada. And then Tablada is spelled T-A-B-L-A-D-A. Yeah, she's so cute. So we all know each other from Instagram, you know, those (laughs) IG relationships. (laughs) But today we're talking about sex. So we're going to start, obviously, with our heck no's and heck yeses, and then we're going to jump to all the juicy questions that we've had and people are just dying to know. So, uh, Megan, heck no moment. Oh my gosh. My heck no is parking outside of Walmart, thinking I got a steal of a parking spot, going up to the front door, and then it being locked, and you have to go, there's only one open, but they don't tell you. And so then you're like, well, it says exit only. So then on my way out, I'm like, well, I still got to steal of a parking spot because on my way out with all my groceries, I will have a closed parking spot. And they directioned me back to the same door I had to walk in. So I ended up walking three miles to get in and out of my car. And oh, I'm drama queen. I was so mad. I circled the parking lot for that spot and then it wasn't even worth it. Maybe can we also talk about how many handicapped parking spots there are and how many they're never like I've never seen all of them taken and there's like a prescription filled up parking spot and there's like a pickup curbside like 20 pickup curbside parking spots I'm like they're never filled why no waste (laughs) of a parking spot the worst heck no okay yeah my heck no is computers telling you that they're out of storage like, no, you cannot be out of storage. <laughs> I own you. I bought you. So when I say I need more storage, there better be more storage. <laughs> that is that is the worst. Or on top of it, it's like, mm, it, it starts making like that mm, noise because it's like, <laughs> working extra hard. It's almost out of storage. And like, I'm not a tech genius. So when you have different 
like dangerous files you're not sure if you should delete or not from like <laughs> rendering like, videos from like Adobe yes. Premiere and stuff. You're like, I don't know if I delete this. Well, I, I will never be able to get that video back again. I have no idea. I can't delete it. I can't delete it. <laughs> but those are the things that have the most like gigabytes on them. Like the yeah, it's like 20 gigabytes. I'm like, I don't even know what movie this is, <laughs> <laughs> but I have to keep it. Oh my gosh. So heck no to, to things I own telling me I can't do something. Okay. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Melissa, heck no. Well, I definitely have the same problem with never having enough storage. My computer is eternally out of storage and I totally agree with that. But my <laughs> biggest heck no recently is that we bought this beautiful egg chair from Target and it's so cozy and so beautiful and just the best thing that I've ever bought for my home. And my husband was sitting in it the other night and he like was adjusting himself and he pulled on the top of it. And there was about 50 spiders that dropped down onto him what? while he was I just got chilled. on the egg chair. And I haven't sat in it since then. And I'm like, I, I don't know. We had an exterminator come. I sprayed it with peppermint because everybody said that they don't like peppermint. But I'm just like, I can't imagine like if I sit in that chair and spiders crawl all over me, I might die. So, you can't relax no. in it anymore. Uh, heck no. It's like yeah. the same thing when you overdrink something and you like uh, are sick from it the next morning. You can never drink that thing again. Yep. Mm -hmm. right <laughs> it's <up>. equivalent. <laughs> Obviously. Exact same thing. But the chair did make it into a couple Instagram posts, right? Uh, yeah. And it's going to have to make it into more because it was a big investment. Really but uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I keep seeing those at TJ Maxx. Oh. I keep seeing them at Target and I want one. But, but I put it inside for fear put of spiders. Put it inside. Yeah, don't get the spiders near it. Can you put like a different, I don't know if you're, you know, able to sew something, but put like a cover over it? I don't or know. Or over the mattress padding? In there. I think the thing is that the, the front of it is hollow, and I think that spiders nested and laid their babies in there. <gasps> so, oh, my gosh. Um, I don't think that there's a solution besides burning it. So I, I would rather throw it over your like, <laughs> deck into the ocean than sit in that again. I, I um, pulled people on Instagram like, oh, who has ideas for spiders? And half of them were like peppermint oil. And then half of them were like, burn it and move. And I was like, Honestly. okay. You're <laughs> saying peppermint oil because they're like Catholic crunchy mamas that, <laughs> don't, that don't use Windex. They just use peppermint oil. So, yep. Well, I had yep. some peppermint oil on hand, so we'll see. We'll see if it works. <laughs> oh, my, oh God. my God. Okay, Megan, your heck yes moment. <laughs> my, my heck yes moment happens almost every week. So our trash gets picked up on a Thursday. Today's Thursday, right? We're recording this on a Thursday? Yes. Yeah. So our trash gets picked up on Thursdays. And I never remember because Thursday is such a random day in the week. Yeah, and you're like, is it Wednesday? Is right. it Friday? And then we have recycling too that gets picked up on like Monday or Tuesday or something. So that's just super random. Full-time job. I know. And so I was letting the dogs out and I saw the, or no, I was walking them back and I saw the, the, everyone's trash garbage. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. Oh no. So I like picked up my pace kind of, but I'm like panting and I'm like, this is not going well. And I'm just crossing my fingers. I'm like, please tell me Avery put the trash can out. Please tell me Avery put the trash can out because I see the truck and it's like way past our house already. So I'm like, if it isn't, then we're going to have an overflowing trash can for the next two weeks. Please, please, please. Wait, it comes why. every two weeks? No, but it's like we have filled the trash can oh, that whole week and then a whole nother week goes by and now it's like overflowing. And then I and really your garage is going to smell like 
yeah banana sure. like rotten banana yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sure enough I turned the corner and Avery James put the trash can out and that was the best day of my life because I was like yo there was that so stressful I don't know why it was so stressful but every week I always forget and it's always Please, dear God, <laughs> tell me my husband. <laughs> the little things. There. I know it's the little things. I texted. There was <laughs> there was this time where I used to have this giant black suburban, and this was like a year oh, ago. That every single week I would forget that the trash cans were out there because it would be dark out when I was leaving <laughs> the house, and I'd run over them every week. <laughs> I was like, this bumper is made of steel. I don't really care, but. Um, these trash cans are actual garbage now. So, <laughs> okay, my heck yes moment. This item, this one item that's under ten dollars, it will change your life. I'm cuticle cutter. Cuticle. Okay. Do you oh, have one of those? Yes. They're like. Oh. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's sorry. We did a hand motion, and you guys cannot <laughs> see. <your hand. laughs> Like crab claws is what just happened. Not like a crab claw and you go around it. I'm one of those people that concentrates if I'm doing two things at once. So I can concentrate better. Like if I'm listening to a podcast, I need to be playing a, doing a Sudoku or like cutting my cuticles or like picking at my skin or something. Okay. <laughs> to be able to concentrate. That's just how my brain works. There's a word for it. I don't know the word. But um, anyways, this cuticle cutter is so great I got it from CVS for I think six bucks and it's just life changed I keep it in my desk and I just pull this baby out and it's so great it's one of those things where it's like so satisfying like some people like to watch Dr. Pimple Pop or whatever I think that's absolutely Ooh. disgusting oh but, I love that uh, uh-huh. no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you're on your own seas yeah but no. the cuticle cutter yeah that's satisfying as heck and oh, now yeah. I feel like my cuticles need to be trimmed also I'm like where did, when did that grow like where and when and how, when did that get there? Yeah. Like overnight, did a cuticle just develop? Like extra, <laughs> extra cute, you know? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> okay, Melissa, what is your heck yes moment? Okay, so on theme with our topic for tonight, I'm going to say that my heck yes moment lately has been sex with my husband. So, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Such a gift. A gift from God. It is glorious and it is heck yes. Heck yes, yes Mr. Tablada. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, that's a great transition into our convo today. So, initially, um, about two weeks ago, Melissa and I did an IGTV on NFP, which is natural family planning. It's pretty much like God's gift to us instead of freaking birth control control (laughs) and condoms and stuff. So it was just such an amazing episode. Or not episode. I guess it was originally a live and I saved it as an IGTV. So you can find it there. And I would actually suggest pausing this and then going to that episode Sorry, I really need to cough right now. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> then going to then coming back to this one because we are answering all the juicy stuff that wasn't appropriate to answer on Instagram Live. 
So obviously it's more appropriate on a podcast. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so, so have... that was more like focused on NFP. And now we're getting into the juicy sex questions that everybody wants to know and was too afraid to ask people in real life. So we will answer them True. for you here. Right, right. So I am obviously not married, not having sex, and has never had sex. Melissa is two years into marriage, and Megan is coming on one year, or yeah, coming on one year into marriage. Yeah. So they have obviously a different outlook than me. So I feel like I'm going to kind of be the solidified interviewee here and just (laughs) listening and learning. And then we have two experienced ladies able to understand. Uh, if you didn't know, we're all Catholic, so we follow Catholic Church teaching on sex in marriage. And this is this conversation has already applied that sex outside of marriage is a sin. And that is, we're not referring to that. We're talking about sex inside of marriage, but we will get to that. So without further, for, for, further ado, <laughs> number one, this is basic. Is sex a mortal sin? Well, you just clarified that for me with your your preface <laughs> leading up to this. Yeah. But so sex is incredible. Sex is a beautiful gift from God. It on its own, like if we're just talking about sex, it's not a mortal sin, but we have to talk about what sex Context. is for, where it's appropriate, like where God intended it to be, and whether we're talking about marriage or not in marriage. So if we're talking about within marriage, sex is not a mortal sin. It is a gift. It's meant to be reflecting God's love between a husband and a wife, and it's beautiful. Um, it completes marriage. It's yeah. it's the marriage vows made flesh um, and the physical expression of the vows that we say on our wedding day. So within marriage, absolutely not. Not a mortal sin. Before marriage, yes, mortal sin. So that distinction is important, um, but sex is beautiful, and it should never be thought of as like bad or dirty. It just has to be in the right context, yeah. right? And then Megan, do you, do you want to clarify what mortal sin versus venial means? Well, mortal sin's damning. Like if you were to commit a mortal sin and then just die and never, or in other words, sort of- it's danging. Sorry, I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're the same word, right? That's what people have been telling us. So, um, but if you were to like say murder someone that has a different weight than stealing an extra cookie out of the cookie jar when mom told you, you can only have one. The weight of those sins is a lot different and to not acknowledge that they're different would just be kind of silly. Cause then you could just go around doing really whatever the dang heck you want and never suffer consequences. Cause God has saved me and I'm fine. But if you ignore like the things that are mortal sins are the things that are the most important to follow because God loves us and he knows like what is so meant for us in the context of marriage regarding sex um, and things like that. I don't know if that so, well. Yeah, I think, I think it does. So if I were to say, tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. If I were to say, if you're having sex outside of marriage and you're not going to confession after cleansing your soul, if you died before cleansing your soul, what are the chances that you go to hell? Well, so it, mean, depend, it depends on your, your knowledge to begin with, I yes. think, um, yeah. because mm-hmm. for mortal sin, it needs to be grave matter, um, mm-hmm. but also we have to be fully aware and deliberately consenting to that. So right. if someone's Isn't... not aware of what they're doing yeah. or not consenting, then that's important to take into consideration also. Yeah. But if they and are, then, then yes. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, too, because we're always going to get the question, especially from other Christians and non-Catholics. 
is, well, who are you to say that? And it's like, well, obviously, yes, at the end of the day, God can decide whatever he wants. But he did put law and commandments and things in order for us to follow. So to think he's just gonna be like, oh, whatever. Right. So we would never judge someone's heart or soul or determine ourselves like where they are um, after they pass away. But that is, yeah, the, the gravity of mortal sin. So we do want to, when we know we're in a state of any kind of sin, we're not in a state of grace, we should run to the sacrament of confession because the graces that come from that and the cleansing that we receive is so healing and so beautiful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not a suggestion. So um, that is what we're trying to get at. Um, Okay. So then we'll go into foreplay. Is it mortal sin inside? Or actually, we'll start with outside a marriage. Yes. So I guess this is this is a little gray area in the catechism. I think some priests can tell you different than another priest. So it's not something we're going to be able to like theologically tear apart. But there's another word for that outside of marriage um, that I forgot who told me this is just brilliant. I think they worked for the culture project. And I was like, yes, of course, you would tell me this. It's, <laughs> it would be called mutual masturbation. Okay. So yeah. maybe we describe what foreplay is, is defined as and then we go from there. Sure. So masturbation is always sin. It's self-seeking. It's mm-hmm. um, separating like pleasure from what the marital Unity. act is, which if I ever use that term, marital act is intercourse is sex. So that's what that is. Um, but it separates that it's self-seeking. It's not a self-gift, which marriage is meant to be a self-gift. Um, so foreplay within marriage is not a sin. It's, it's meant to be preparing you for sex. So it's preparing your body for sex. So if you're, if you're outside of marriage and you're saving sex for marriage, like I'm assuming that that's the context, then partaking in foreplay is, it's not necessarily like the question, it, it's the wrong question to ask to say like, mm-hmm. well, how far, how far is too far? And yeah. like, at, at what point do I start sing, sinning? The issue is that foreplay is meant to lead to prepare yourselves for sex. So mm-hmm. if you're not having sex, then participating in foreplay is is going to lead you to sin because it's leading you to temptation. It's leading you to lust. It's not, it's not leading you to virtue and purity and self gift because, because you're outside of marriage. So it just doesn't make sense. It's not what it's for. Um, so right, inside but- of marriage, mutual masturbation is not the same thing because that would be like, um, getting each other to a point of orgasm outside of the active intercourse. But foreplay should always be leading up to a full, complete active intercourse within marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. So mutual masturbation, just to come to like cold, hard terms, fingering, hand job, blow job, yeah. things like that. Like that is, um, like you said, the question is not how far is too far, but the purpose of that is to turn someone on. Right. And so where are you going after that? Right. It's like you start a car and drive it down the road. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, nope. That's it. We're done. It's like, well, I'm just going to park it right here. <laughs> park and stop right here. Cold turkey. No, that's not how that works. Like, that's not the purpose, right? Yeah. Right. So I think that that totally. Oh, and oh, sorry, Megan. Go on. Well, I think it's good, too, that Melissa mentioned that foreplay in marriage is OK and good as long as it's followed good. by the black sex, because some people yeah. genuinely don't think that or know that right. you just think it's all bad. You go straight into sex that's it and I'm like 
whoa, no, no. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> not true at all. Foreplay is yeah. good. It, it's literally meant to prepare your bodies for sex. So, right. so just do it in preparation for sex within marriage. Don't marriage. remove yeah. it. Like we're not trying to remove pieces. The thing is that God created sex. It's so good and beautiful. We shouldn't be trying to pull it apart for our own mm-hmm. selfish reasons. So yes. it should be like complete and foreplay. Yeah. as part of that. As long as it's resulting in intercourse. Right. And I don't think, I truly believe this. I don't think the Catholic church is trying to tell you, trying to tell married couples what to do in the bedroom. No. Like they just put guidelines and they're not going to tell you what you can and can't do. They're just going to tell you what you can't do and the rest, what you can do. Right. Am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's all supposed to be like allowing us to live in freedom and Mm -hmm. be able to actually truly love each other and be actually able to give ourselves as a gift because so much of what the world tells us is like sexual freedom is not. It's yeah, like yeah. being enchained by our pleasures and our desires and we're not really free to love. So yeah, the church, like in trying to lead us to what God designed sex and marriage to be is trying to help us actually live in freedom with our sexuality. Right, absolutely. And while we're talking about that, just to clarify, when we say, like, when we, we talked about this in the NFP um, IGTV, but when we say, like, sex, it means finishing inside yes. yeah. one another. Yes. Like, that is the full act. So when we say completion, that's what we mean. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a man should always ejaculate within his wife's vagina, to be very specific. Yeah. Right. Which gets off the table. Dun, 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 anal. <laughs> There's a word for it in the Catholic Church. I just can't think of it. There's a specific Another word, word for it. it. Oh. There's a word for it as like it is used as a, as a sin. I just can't think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, come back to you or you just deem us when you know. One, someone is re- think, or hearing this and saying, I know the word. I know the word. I just want to tell you. But we can't hear you. <laughs> but. Okay, so then let's just get this cleared. What about while pregnant? What are the restrictions? There's nothing, none. It's the yeah, same nothing thing. Nothing changes about pregnancy. I mean, I, Meg, you can <laughs> talk about this because you are pregnant, but being pregnant doesn't change what's good and, and holy and true about sex within right. marriage. So if it right. was good before, it's good while you're pregnant. Right, but it also doesn't give you the ability because a lot of women, like during pregnancy, and I even experienced this too, it was always up and down, up and down, hormone-wise, like, Mm-hmm. whether or not I like wanted that or not. And it doesn't give you, it doesn't give you the ability to say, okay, well, I'm only in the mood for this much of it. You still have to do the whole thing. You still have to, he still has finished inside of you, just like Melissa said. Um, but like physically and stuff, nothing changes. <laughs> Baby's okay. Right. You can still have sex. <laughs> Everything is normal. <laughs> Um, it's just, a, it's just different hormone wise. And sometimes it's different, um, comfortability wise, obviously, as you get bigger, it's a little more difficult, but. <laughs> and obviously, Melissa, you can speak to this cause you're an NFP expert. Um, but you don't have to restrain from sex <laughs> cause you're already pregnant. Right. No, right. I mean, I'm not going to add a twin to the mix or anything like right, that's not how bio- biology works you don't have a three you know right, you don't yeah. have a three three month old in utero baby in utero baby plus a six month old right <laughs> oh exactly. no yeah definitely not how our bodies work so you have nine months of sex whenever you want and it and it's different because um 
I mean, just to add like on a NFP biological level, women's libido is higher, sex drive is higher um, when she's ovulating because that's how God made us to want sex when we have the opportunity of becoming pregnant. And so a woman's not ovulating when she's already pregnant. So it's going to be different. And also not to mention like all of the pregnancy hormones, but um, yeah, so all of that is happening. And so those things change, but none of like the, the, whether or not sex is good or whether or not something is, is holy or not right. going to change because of right. uh, pregnancy. Right. Okay. Another one I remember just getting a lot of questions on, and I've, I had once wondered this as well. Are there restrictions on sex positions by, you know, the Catholic church or just, just Christianity? Right. I think that's a good question. I think that's a question like a lot of people have. And mm-hmm. in trying to live purely there, like you want to be careful what you're looking up online because all kinds of things are going to come up if you're not careful of like what your sources are. But um, so no, there there's not, it's not like a, this Black sex position is wrong. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, and this one's holy and this one's damning you to hell. Like. Right. <laughs> yeah. So there's not a sex position that's wrong in and of itself, but you just want to ask yourself, like the purpose of sex is to be unitive. It should be personal and it should be upholding the dignity of both people. So if anything about that feels off or feels wrong, um, then don't do it. Like you should be doing what feels unifying, personal, dignifying. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was reading and actually this is a really good resource. I'll just mention it now. This book is called um, Good News About Sex and Marriage, and it's uh, the subtitle is Answering Your Honest Questions that ca- About Catholic Teachings on Sex, and it's by Christopher West. Who And I'll put that in the show notes so you guys have it. Perfect. So this is super helpful. Literally, all these questions that we're talking about, they go into like very specific details about everything, um, and then there's way more questions answered in this book, and it's a really good resource. Um, but basically, like, they were giving an example about like missionary position mm-hmm. and as opposed to like what people call doggy style and things like that. And like you can hear in those titles, like one sounds more dignifying than the other. It's not that one is wrong, but you just want to make sure that every active intercourse within marriage is unifying, personal and dignifying and upholding like the love that God is wanting to express between both right, people. Right. So, right. so no positions are not wrong. Just like keep those things in mind. And if something doesn't feel personal and unifying to you, then have that conversation with right. your spouse and talk about it. That yeah. should be an open conversation. Otherwise, Always. like you honestly yeah. shouldn't be married. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, it's, I, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And yeah. it's not going to be like some weird whip 50 shades of gray crap. Like oh, that's not, no. that's, that's definitely not dignified. Right. Um, if you're, if you feel like you're being a tool, like treated as a tool, an object, then that's probably not the right position. Right. And (laughs) within marriage, like, so we're called to live out chastity before marriage. We're also called to live out chastity within marriage. Um, (laughs) Meg's raising the room. She has a whole IGTV about this. So go watch it if you haven't already, but yes, it's so important because you can, be very impure with with the sexual relationship within marriage. Mm-hmm. It can be sinful. Um, so it's not just that you're married, everything goes. And you want to be really aware that you're not using your spouse, um, mm-hmm. whether you're the man or the, the woman, um, that, that you're not lusting after them, that, that, yeah, yeah. that it's not useful. 
um, that it's always like a total self gift because that's, that's the way that it's going to be fulfilling the way that it's meant to be. Yeah. And while talking about self gift, I think the next just question would be um, the wife's climax and the husband's duty to her. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. Let me like talk about the, the two climax, two orgasms and like where they come into play with each other. Yeah. So male orgasm is inherently linked to the possibility of new life. Right. It's not the same for women. Women's orgasm is not inherently linked to the creation of new life or to ovulation or to conception. So we talked about before, like a husband must, he, he can never intentionally ejaculate outside of his wife's vagina. Like that should always be right. where the climax happens. Um, so it, it's the husband's duty. So St. John Paul II wrote about this and he talks about how the husband's duty is to learn to control his own orgasms in order to bring his wife to climax at the same time as him, which like, which is so beautiful beautiful. for a chaste man writing this. So beautiful. (laughs) So, so beautiful. And so that's his duty is to learn to be in control of himself, to bring her to climax with him. And then, mm-hmm. of course, like, that's not always going to happen, but that's right. the that's the hope, that's the desire, that's the aim. And so if there are sincere efforts for that and it doesn't happen, then he can stimulate her afterwards to reach her own climax if she desires, which she probably does, um, because <laughs> it, it still needs to be within the same active intercourse. So right. it's not that he's just bringing her to climax on, like, a random day that's, like, totally right. outside of the active intercourse, but it's still within that active intercourse, even though it's after he climaxed. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that fact. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's such a beautiful goal, though. (laughs) Yeah. At the same time, you guys got an A plus on sex. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, Okay. Now these questions are more (laughs) just like a little funny, but also if you don't have a friend that's married you probably don't have anyone to ask these questions. True, except for your mom, which is not what you're going to do. So yeah, it's super <laughs> weird. Oh, also when we're talking about sex positions, please phone a friend instead of Googling. Just, yeah, just don't Google please. them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> or, or get also, a book. Also, another book resource is Holy Sex. Yes. Very good. Okay. And the first half of it is pretty like theological. And then the second half is like, um, practical, like they talk yeah. about positions. So that's yeah. a good, holy Catholic book resource. It's not going to become pornographic. Um, mm-hmm. And you can talk about positions and read about what's good right. and lead you to having holy sex. Right. It, there we go. I read that during um, our like wedding prep season, and it was the best thing we could have read before our wedding night. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I always hear great things about it. Yeah, read it while you're engaged with your soon to be hubby. Yep. <laughs> okay, so question number one, is sex fun for both? It should, it be. should be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you both like kind of look at each other. We're on FaceTime too. So it's just like, I mean, it yeah. should be. I'm going to go with yes, but it it's not always. I was just right. having a conversation with a client um, yesterday who because of medical reasons, it's not fun for her and it's painful. And so mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that way, though. That, that's not how it should right. be. It should be fun. It should be enjoyable. It should be beautiful. Um, so if it's not, then figure out why. Like, yeah. is there selfishness? Is there lust? Is there shame? 
Is there trust issues? Is there pain? Like figure out why it's not fun and then address the root of that. Have conversations, um, go to a doctor if you need to, go to a therapist if there needs to be healing, like figure out what you need to do to address the reasons why it's not fun. And then, but yeah, it should be. So if it's not, don't just like chill in having bad sex for the rest of your marriage. Right. Yeah, no, (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) Okay. So then I, the next question would be, what if it hurts? And I think a lot of women, when we initially did the IGTV, they're like, you need to tell people that like, that you can't feel shameful if it hurts like there is physical therapy to like stretch out your body to be able to handle, you know, something that you've never had inside you. Wait, I yeah. had no clue. There's physical Me therapy neither. for that? Well, yeah. so there are certain things. So it's not just going to hurt someone. It, it shouldn't just hurt someone just because they haven't had sex before. Um, or because like, uh, it, there's usually going to be like a, a medical reason or a physical reason Um, Some people have tilted uteruses and that can cause um, pain during intercourse. Some people have endometriosis and that can cause pain during intercourse. So there's reasons. So if you have pain during, during intercourse, there's, there's a reason for it. It shouldn't be there. Please don't just like endure it and think that sex should be painful or just like stop having sex because it's painful. Like, no, go get it addressed and treated so that you can enjoy sex the way that you should. Well, and I feel like too, for a lot of girls, that question comes from a place of having been a virgin their whole life and then like going their wedding night and being like, oh my gosh, well, that's literally part of it. Like mentally, that's such a big part of women when we have sex and how enjoyable it is. Where we're at mentally (laughs) has a huge role in that. And so if you're stressed the whole time or if you're like awkward or anxious or whatever, because it's the first time for whatever reason that could definitely play a role in it too. Yes, that's a really good point. And I guess I I didn't mean to say that the first time is not going to hurt because it's totally (laughs) possible that it will. I just, I mean, like, I guess consistently, like if it consistently hurts, like Like three months down the road, right. That shouldn't be happening. If it hurts the first time, like it's still going to be enjoyable, but you know, you'll see how it goes. It'll get better. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's just inappropriate. I was gonna say, if it doesn't hurt the first time, then you've been using a big tampon your whole life. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! Everyone's but bodies I'll- are different, and so <laughs> you're all gonna receive that differently and feel differently. So, right. how you feel physically, like, is not right or wrong. But if there's like shame or or pain that's ongoing, then definitely like address that. Right. And it doesn't mean you're not compatible. You hear in the secular world, like, oh, you need to test drive before you buy it. It's Uh, like, no, you guys love each other. uh, Like, it's going to work. He has one. You have a thing. Like, you have one. Like, they're (laughs) meant to go together. (laughs) Like, it's like putting a, a, what is it? Like the baby game. You put like a circle in the round hole kind of thing. It's like, it doesn't go in the square hole. No, it's made for the circle hole. (laughs) (laughs) The block goes there. Uh, yeah so it doesn't mean you're not compatible and like he shouldn't be your husband no yeah the next question is the quantity per week not the quality but the quantity (laughs) of sexual intercourse per week what is average normal healthy bam what is your if you don't need to have stats but right so there is not a set answer for this Um, there's not like you need to be having sex this much to have a healthy sex life or a healthy marriage. Um, well, okay. I guess on, on average, I looked up because I was curious, um, on average, 
married couples have sex about once a week. Um, for some people, it's going to be a lot more. And for some people, it's going to be a lot less. So, but the important thing is a few things. Like, what frequency is satisfying for both people? Um, but at the same time, so like respecting that and understanding that, but at the same time, like wounds, our own sexual wounds might play a role in that. Um, yeah. So we don't want to just like take that for what it is because sex, every time we have sex within marriage, we're renewing our marriage vows and we're seeking closeness and unity and like being open to life. And so if we're not renewing our marriage vows and we're not uniting in such an intimate, beautiful, important way, then like there's going to be other problems as a result of that. So, um, yeah, I would look at both of those things, like how frequent is satisfying for both of us and your, um, thoughts on that before marriage might be totally different than what your thoughts on that within marriage are. Um, (laughs) we, so just to share, we, we had this whole questionnaire that I got from a couples counseling class that I took in grad school. And one of the questions for like couples to discuss was like, what is your ideal frequency of sex? So I talked to my husband about it when we were engaged before we were having sex. And he was like, well, every day. And I was like, (laughs) okay. That is such a guy answer. (laughs) And so I was like, all right, I don't think that that's my ideal, but you know, we'll see. And then now that we're married, he's like, Heck no, not every day. Like, I'm just, like, no. Yeah, he's like, I'm tired. I'm ready for bed. Like, exactly. So uh, anyway, it can change over time. But the important thing is to be having open communication about all of these things. Like everything, open yeah, communication, right. you should be expressing to each other. What are your desires? What are your desires for each other? What pleases you? What feels good? What doesn't feel good? What do you feel uncomfortable with? Like all these questions have right. to be had and part of that is frequency like what do I expect um right and then being able to try to meet the needs of the other person but but to go back to like if it's happening once a year like we need to talk about why that's happening and address some issues most likely like the the reasons behind the patterns of the frequency is more important than the actual frequency that's good yeah true true Okay, so this one kind of talks about, this one's really big, I, I guess not really big, but open communication is where this will come into play. This will give you your answer. Shaving. I mean, that's all preference. Yeah. That is all based on how do you feel sexy? How do you feel most attractive? How do you feel, you know, just your right. most confident? Um, and I also like what your spouse. Right. Ask, like, your, you know, ask like your spouse what they, what were you going to say, Meg? I said, I feel like that changes too. It kind of goes with the frequency. You start out and you're like, yeah, I'm going to be clean shaven every single time. And then you get married and you get sissy. And then you get married and then like life starts to happen and you realize you guys both want it one night, but you haven't, you're not clean shaven. And it's like, whatever, who cares? So, and right, also, yeah, ask your spouse, like, what do mm-hmm. they like? Remember, you're a self gift. So, I mean, what you like and what you feel confident with is important, but like, talk to them, have a conversation. Ask right. them what they like. Ask them what they would prefer. Um, but yeah, go for it. Do whatever you want with that. I mean, there's no reg- <laughs> there's no regulations on that. Draw a picture for all I care. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's where the open communication comes from. Um, okay, sex toys in as far as like Catholic Church teaching, right? So, kind of similar to like some of the other things. There's, I've seen. I've actually seen different answers which concerns me a bit but um 
(laughs) So no, I totally have to. The important thing is like, we go back to what sex is and is this upholding what sex is? So every act of intercourse needs to be open to life. It needs to be free, meaning like I'm giving myself freely to you. I'm choosing to, I'm here like fully, um, totally. So I'm giving all of myself to you. I'm not holding anything back. And, and it's faithful, meaning like in what I'm thinking about, in what I'm doing, in who I'm looking at, all these things. It should respect the dignity of the woman, the man, the couple, and the nature of the marital act. So it shouldn't be like taken off course by adding in all these other things. Like yeah. God, God created sex. God did not create all these sex toys and say like, this is what you need for good sex. Good right. sex is holy sex is like complete. It's a surrender of yourself and being receptive to the surrender of your spouse unconditionally. It's about the union of the two people. So I think that like sex toys are very distracting. And a lot of times it becomes, I I think a lot of the the mindset about sex toys is like, well, we need to spice up our sex life. And like, I'm going to get bored or like, I'm a little bored or I need to be entertained or this is a performance. I need to, I need to be good for you. Um, And all these things is so not, so not what sex is about. Um, it should never feel like a performance. It should never feel like an act and it should never feel like we need these external things to turn each other on or to spice up what sex is. It's just, it's like such a cheap imitation of what sex is. Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, okay. Well, the other thing about sex toys is you said some people take it and like, think like, oh, well we need to spice it up. But I think some people specifically some women sometimes think well it's the only way I can like climax it's the only then you become dependent on it because Mm. it's the only thing that's worked and you aren't willing to like figure it out another way but the other thing you said and it's not relative to sex toys um but it's like the atmosphere that you set Mm -hmm. you can do that and it can impact your sex life without needing sex toys you can light candles you can dim the lights you can play music whatever lingerie yeah um and it's and not even with even with lingerie, there's lingerie that's going to uphold yes. your dignity as a woman, yep. and there's lingerie that's going to degrade you, and that's yep. going to put you in a position to be lusted after and to be used as an object. So, like right. even something like that, like what you wear can be beautiful and can uphold your dignity and can right. be like, wow, like look at how beautiful my wife is. And but it can also do the opposite. Almost. So, yeah. going back to like what is our purpose here? Not like, well, what can I get away with? Like. What can you get away with? This is supposed to be like a reflection of God's love. So if we're not trying to aim for that, then we're just selling ourselves short. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you said like it's kind of a cheap way. Also, like he vowed to love you, not I love you and the sex toy. Like he loves you. (laughs) He loves all of you. So like you are enough because he loves you. Right. And, right. and God loves you. Like he, God doesn't love you based on, you know, if you have a sex toy or not. Like, right. What not, you bring to the table every time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not how it works. Um, lube. I know we probably have a lot Necessary. of like yeah, <laughs> essential oil people. They're like, oh, we can't use that. I've heard of like flavored things and oh, stuff. Gosh. Oh, gosh. So, so um, yeah. Well, what about that? <laughs> okay, so my thoughts are that there's nothing wrong with lube. Um, but just make sure, I don't actually know if 
lube has this, but if it does, don't use it. Um, if there's any that have like spermicides in them, yeah. um, I, I would kind of assume that there would be, um, for people who are trying not to get pregnant. So just like make sure that whatever lubricant you're using, like, Oh, I don't know. Some of those just kind of freak me out. Like I'm sure that coconut there's... oil is good though. And there's yes. no spermicide in it. And that's, that's pregnant, exactly what I was going to say too. Coconut oil <laughs> is the best. It's natural. It's yeah. a very good lubricant and I would highly recommend it. Um, but I would stay away from all the junk that's Other like stuff. toxic and yeah. I don't know. Numbing could... and flavored and yeah. Okay. Spermicide nasty. sounds like it's, you would spray it on your <laughs> chair. It would kill all the spiders. Oh. Like, <laughs> here you go. Take some lube to your chair. Spermicide over here. <laughs> yeah. So like a lot of condoms have spermicide that's like meant to kill the sperm. I don't know if lube does too, but if it does, don't use that. Just stick with coconut oil. It works great. Unless you're allergic to coconuts, then don't do that. But um, multi-purpose. That's yeah. good for a dry scalp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cooking. Uh, <laughs> so many things. And you can give each other like full body massages while you're at it with the coconut oil, mm-hmm. and you get like all kinds of you know lathered up with good things for your skin. <laughs> while you're at it. Win-win. <laughs> okay. Okay. These ones are a little more serious. So okay. we need to okay. Okay. control ourselves. <laughs> Sorry, I need to <laughs> Cece, you're the one asking the question. <laughs> Comparing yourself when your partner has already had sex, but you haven't. So that comes into like body insecurities or maybe comparison of like, oh, I'm not going to be as good as that girl that he did have sex with. Um, I mean, there's not like a direct answer to this, but I guess advice in that situation. Yeah. So um, that's a really important thing to talk about. Comparison in general is like... I don't know who said this first. It's like a very common quote, but um, comparison is the thief of joy. So in whatever aspect you are comparing yourself to others, it will steal your joy. Like you will not be able to experience um, the joy of sex within marriage if comparison is in your mind the whole time. And it also gives other people that are not in that room at that moment a lot of power over you that they don't deserve to have. So, but I mean, it's hard, like that can be a very real reality Um, for someone whose spouse had sex with other people. It's that person's job to make sure that they heal themselves and that they're not bringing like expectations or pressures or comments or anything about those previous relationships into that because that can happen and that's not good and and that shouldn't be happening. Um, But then for the person who's like, comparing themselves and their spouse had sex before I think it's really important to know that like it's not the same sex Mm -hmm. within marriage is not the same as sex outside of marriage they're inherently different and there's so many graces that are present in your sexual union within marriage that were not present they didn't exist before marriage and so it's it's not the same thing it's not comparing like one sexual intercourse to another Um, within marriage it is so so different and so beautiful and before it is a cheap imitation Um, Christopher West when he talks about theology of the body he talks a lot about um, the starvation diet and just like cheap imitations Mm -hmm. and how like when we're starving for something like chicken nuggets from McDonald's sound great (laughs) and sound like a feast and like wow this is amazing And that's what sex before marriage is. But like God has a banquet for us. Like it is incredible. It is 
good food that satisfies the soul. And that's what sex is in marriage is. So I, I love that analogy. I, that's so good. Yeah. Because it's like you want it. You drive past there. Like that's so easy. Like it could right. be so fast, like so fulfilling, you know, every time. it's cheap. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, it's hard. It's not like to discount this, whoever is experiencing that, having the trust within marriage to be able to be, be vulnerable and have these really hard, dif- difficult conversations. Um, but just, I think that's really important to know like how different it is. And then do the work. Like if there's, if there's body image issues or confidence issues, like mm-hmm. that's, that's your work to do too. And um, marriage, like the difficulties within marriage is meant for our growth and meant for our sanctification. So allow it to be that. Don't just let it be hard and then sit in how hard it is. Allow it to push you to grow and heal. Right. Yeah. Never sit in misery because the only one you're hurting is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another point is like of the seven deadly sins, um, envy in comparison, it is the only sin that you don't get one ounce of pleasure from. True. Like gluttony, you're eating, you're like, ooh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Other things like that, like lust, you get like an ounce of pleasure from, you know. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to envy, you don't. Like nothing, like there's literally no, nothing good, nothing positive comes out of it, um, even just for a second. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's my two cents on that. Um, the next question would be comparing, or I'm sorry, we just did that one. If you're waiting for marriage, how do you know what to do when it's time? And I just want to start with this. <laughs> Literally flies have sex. So, <laughs> like I'm just saying mosquitoes can procreate. You can, they don't even talk to each other. <laughs> we can figure it out. <laughs> we got yeah. to see guys. My thought is like, well, if you're not waiting for marriage, how do you figure it out? Like you, you figure it out, you know, like what, right. what's the difference? It's just going to be better in marriage. So right, it's more fun to figure out when you're figuring it out with the person that you just vowed to spend the rest of your life with. Who right. right. should be your best friend. You know what I mean? If I anything, you should be less insecure at that moment because right. you're like forever with them and you wake up with them and exactly. you're like giggle about it. Exactly. Yeah, I promise if you have trust and open communication, please like open communication and the ability or the interest in growing and hearing each other yes. and understanding each other and healing, you have to have those things. Um, but right. you will figure it out. You won't be like, I don't know what to do. Like you, you'll figure it out. You have your whole life to figure it out and you're going to want to figure it out quick and you will. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Or, or again, phone a married friend because right. <laughs> really they'll strong. be able to tell you. Yeah. Um, okay. This one's super good. Two more. So this one is, I, I actually never thought about this cause I've never been in this position, but feeling shame after sex and marriage because you were both so used to being chased. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, you were chased during marriage or during dating. And so now you continue to associate sexual things with sin and shame because they are a sin outside of marriage. So it's like one day it just flips and all of a sudden it's not a sin. Yep. I have an Instagram TV about this too. (laughs) Oh, good. That's so good. Yeah. This, I mean, I just want to say like, whoever is feeling this way, you're not alone in feeling that way. This is like, I don't want to say it's common. I don't know if it's common, but I, I've heard it before. Um, and it's, it's really sad because it, it's that I think my assumption in hearing this is that like, it's a twisted narrative before marriage. So before marriage, it's like sex is bad, suppress your feelings. Don't think about it. Don't feel it. Shove that down deep. Don't look at it. Like it's shameful. It's dirty and all this. Yeah. Right. So of course, if you think that way, 
for your whole life or for however long until you get married, you can't just unlearn those things in five minutes. Um, Yeah. So the narrative has to be like, sex is amazing. It's glorious. It's incredible. It's a gift. It's beautiful. And I want to experience it in the fullness that God planned for it so that I can appreciate and like enjoy it and feel free in it. And so I'm choosing to save it for marriage, not because it's bad, because it's so good. Um, So like, that's like in, in hindsight, like for this person who's already experiencing shame, that's like, Oh yeah, that's nice. But just for anyone who's like in the position of waiting and saving sex for marriage, I would say like, that's really important first. And then if you are already married and you're, you're feeling that way, I think like, again, doing the work and uprooting what lies that we've told ourselves. So like, what are the lies that you told yourself about sex? Um, And like, don't be afraid to ask God to change your heart on that Mm -hmm. because shame is like, we can call it out. Like shame is from the devil. Having a conscience is from Christ, Mm -hmm. but having shame is straight from the devil. Right. I think it's hard too when you, if you're like, so in college, you're surrounded by all your peers who are having sex before marriage, who are doing all of these things and you know, it's bad, you know, it's impure. So then you start to get into this habit of thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated. They're all having sex before marriage and they're all upset and they're all hurting and they're all like all this stuff. And that's what, that's what you're surrounded by. So then the minute you do get to have sex yourself, you're like, wait, no, this is good because I waited and this is it in its whole self, how it's meant to be. And I think just making that like, it's not one way or the highway, like sex can be abused. And it can also be weighted on and perfect. So that was my issue with it, at least. Yeah. And I think that, like, even going back far, like, most people's first experience with sex in in some kind of way, whether Mm -hmm. it's like exposure to pornography, or um, abuse, or whatever, or just like early experiences, it's usually a twisted version right. of what sex and like our bodies are meant for. And um, we're not talking about pornography, but just to mention like the average age that somebody will be exposed to pornography is eight, eight. Right. So yeah. if you're eight, you have no idea. You haven't even been through puberty yet. You have no idea what's going on. You have no idea what sex is. You have no idea what it's meant for. And a lot of people get addicted to pornography and it's such a twisted um, view of the human person and sex and sexuality. And it, and the woman isn't going to look like how women do on a porno, just saying like, they're just not going (laughs) to look like that. So like, it's also setting, you know, talking to men and women, but it's, that's not how people look like they are casted. Right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of issues that could be like a whole nother seven year long conversation, but um, there's, when we are when we experience those wounds early in our life like early in our childhood they the wounds lead to lies and the lies lies lead to like these deep seated issues in our hearts um and we have to go and do the work in healing and like uprooting what those lies were and speaking truth into them with god and and scripture and spiritual direction and therapy and whatever else um but it deserve you deserve healing if you're experiencing shame like in having sex in marriage, you deserve healing and you deserve to experience good, holy, free sex. I love that. Yay! Okay, wait, could you real quick tell us those two books and I'll also put them into the show notes? 
Yes. So the first was the good news, good news about sex and marriage by Christopher West. And then the second one is holy sex by Gregory Popkak. Cool. I think um, I'll put those both on my Amazon store, which you can get to through our website through Instagram. Um, just like the link right there. And also I'll put them in the show notes, but Melissa, wow. (laughs) But Melissa, where can people contact you? What services do you offer? Do you have a wait list for NFP classes? (laughs) People are going to want to know how they can get more of you. (laughs) Yes. So, oh my gosh, honestly, I can't even put people on my wait list for NFP right now, but I have resources. So if somebody is trying to start NFP, send me an email. So the best way to get in contact me for like with with me for services is by email because Instagram is is too overwhelming Crazy. if you're like actually wanting to work together. Um, but so my email is Melissa Grace Tablada, same as uh, Instagram and everything um, at gmail.com. And then my website has most things. So I offer therapy for women and couples within the state of Florida and then anyone outside of the state or outside of the country who's interested in um, making their life better and finding freedom and purpose and all these things. Then I do coaching um, with those people and then natural family planning, but not right now. So I'll refer you to some other people who can help. And SoulCore is like exercising and praying and it's beautiful. So that's just like random, but follow me on Instagram for more information about all that. Heck yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Melissa's like one of my favorite follows. So highly recommend. Yeah. Oh yeah. She does it all. Yep. And her and her husband are goals because they have the cutest photos. Sorry, Megan. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. You guys are both cute. (laughs) Wow. The truth comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, and I are doing a photo shoot this weekend now that you say that. I'm kidding. <laughs> we got a competition here. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, all love. No comparison. The thief of joy. Right. <laughs> With just joshing. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. You know, two single lady insights, and I have absolutely no advice. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, but I love you guys. Thanks for, you know doing this thing I'm sure people are gonna either die of laughter or be like wow you had no clue that was actually a thing or that was allowed or that wasn't allowed so let us know um comment it's like it's 806 which means my my words stopped working at eight o'clock okay no rate Rate the podcast. Good, good. <laughs> Leave a comment. <laughs> Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Call the hotline. That's what I'm looking yes. for. There you go. Goodness. Call the hotline. The number's in the show notes as well. And we just appreciate hearing from you guys. Let us know if you you feel you feel like we... Megan, take it away. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm trying to gauge where your thoughts are. Let us know if you learned anything from this or if you Oh no, like- if you feel like we've missed something and oh, that we could yes, talk we- about it later. <laughs> if you feel like we missed a whole chunk of truth or you something. Can bring Melissa back easily. Yeah. Or if you have another resource, you know, or if you want more of her, let us know because I'm sure we'll get a lot of this. But yeah, leave us your voicemail, heck yes and heck no. If this is your heck yes, let us know and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Bye. Perfect. 
Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.